Hey, what's going on? My name is Bobby Knight. You might recognize me from season one of For the Love of Dilfs, and I am here recapping season two, episode one of For the Love of Dilfs, one of my favorite shows ever, not just because I was on it, but because of this theme song. It's a banger. Give it up to Andrew Barrett Cox. <laughs> He's the reason for this song and many others that you might have heard. But I am here to recap episode two. But this podcast isn't going to be all about For the Love of Dilfs only. It's also going to be a whole umbrella of queer pop culture and everything like that. So welcome to Up All Night. My name is Bobby Knight, and let's get right into this. So after season one, um, a lot of stuff went on for me. I ended up moving out of Boston. I live in Chicago now. And being on the show, even though you're only there for a short amount of time, feels insane. It feels like you're um, there for like months of your life. For me, at least it did. Uh, some people go on TV shows for the reason they're supposed to, like to find love on this one. Others just to be on TV, some for both. Uh, I genuinely thought I was going to find someone on there. I thought it was going to help me with my bad luck streak of relationships. And after the show was over, um, I felt so weird not having a bunch of people around me anymore talking to me, telling me, here, let's go do this, all this exciting stuff every day. So it's like you're on this high, high the whole time you're there. And then once it's done, you like crash, for me at least it was. And it just was more than I thought it was going to be. And it helped me out in a lot of ways. I went viral online a couple times, and it really um, was one of the best experiences ever. Would I do it again? Um, I would love to be on another show with Daddy TV dating show i don't know <laughs> i don't think that's uh i thought that i was okay with it but i don't think that that's my bag um i i'm the kind of person that when i like somebody i really really like them and then being on a show like that where someone can just leave and go on a date with somebody else or it's like it's almost like you're being you can get cheated on at any point in time is kind of like the feeling and um if you watch season one you saw you saw when Nate went on the date with Charles. I was like, the fuck is happening? Like, but that's part of the game. You go on there and I don't think us being season one, we didn't know what to expect or what was going to happen, what this format really was. We just were told what it was. So being on the second season of something, I think you get a little bit of a leg up. If you are trying to, to play to win, you get a little bit of a leg up because this is also a competition too, which makes it crazy because you can be strategic in, in a show like this and go on and find somebody and be like, look, Maybe we don't match, but not everybody else here has to know that. And we can ride this shit out to the end. And I don't know how season two works. Um, I don't know any spoilers at all. I didn't want to know any. I just knew who the cast was. That's it. And if I was to go back and do something again with like the knowledge, if I wasn't on one and was on season two and I just really wanted to win the money, I mean, there, there's ways that I guess you could really do that. It would defeat the purpose of the show. But uh, anyways, let's get right into it. So season two, episode one. Opens up and uh, Stormy's there, of course. She better be. Uh, is not Love of Dills without Stormy. And she looks great. She's on the rooftop. Uh, she's in this blue dress. She looks fucking gorgeous, as usual. And first thing I thought was, I miss hanging out with Stormy. Second thing was, I miss that house. That house is gorgeous. Gorgeous. And I uh, maybe I will do it again. I'll go on another dating show and have my heart broken into a million pieces on television just to stay in that house again. That house is great. But I'll tell you what. It's a big-ass house, and they put all of us grown men into that one room together. We'll get to that later, though. Uh, the theme song hits, which we played earlier a minute of, my favorite theme song ever. And uh, then we get to meet the himbos first. So 
last season, on my season, they had all the daddies walk down through in the slow motion and stuff. Now they may having the himbos do it. Uh, also, last season, I had to wear a long sleeve zip up hoodie because of all my tattoos. And a lot of people were always asking me why I was like dressed like that outside in the heat. And I didn't have a choice. I have all these, all these characters on my arm that technically, I guess, are IP, but whatever. I, some, t- some days I had time to do makeup on them. Some days I didn't. Anyhow, we get to meet the himbos. First up is Aaron. He calls himself Gay Jesus, or he says his friends do at least. He is very tall. He's got great hair, and he's a figure skater. He seems like he has a great personality, really bubbly, excited to be there. Um, and I think he might actually be taller than me. Might actually be taller than Nate, too. <laughs> Next out is Nick Mask. He is from West Hollywood. He's a socialite. He's got a great body. Um, it seems like sometimes he says sayings that he doesn't understand what they mean so i mean at least he's pretty he's got that going on i think he has a great voice his speaking voice i really like it uh i don't know it's kind of giving me like boston bro like i'm used to that <laughs> i don't know i think he has a sexy speaking voice uh, and body obviously and then uh rico comes out next and my god if i were on this season and i had to pick one of the the himbos he would have definitely been my pick he is so just like charismatic you can tell he just has like positive energy coming off of him his smile is great um he just seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with to go on a date with um he's from la lives in san diego now i used to live in san diego so i don't know we'll see how the show goes maybe he's still single i hit him up then next up and this is i can't stress this enough the best part of the show (laughs) so far daniel comes out his voice is like his voice is like if Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules and Kermit the Frog and John C. Riley had a little gay baby. It's everything that that boy says. The double cheeseburgers. He's in his talking head and he's talking about his little double cheeseburgers. I want him in my house in a parrot cage just saying stuff to me all day long. It's, it's genius. Um, <laughs> so good. So good. Next up is Keese. He is a dancer and also a surfer. And he's there looking for love, so or so he says. Um, they're all outside. They all get to meet each other. All the himbos are standing in a line right by the water. And Rico, the sexy, sexy, sexy himbo, he drops his phone out of his back pocket and into the water. And uh, one of the PAs has to jump and grab the phone for him. And I have a funny story about that, too. When I we're in the show, we're not supposed to really have our phones on us while we're filming, obviously. And we were filming a scene in the pool. And Nate and I got into the pool and we were just like chatting and there was other himbos and daddies chatting. And I had my phone in my pocket the entire time. Thank God for water resistant phones though. Uh, He got his phone back. Looks like it's doing good. They saved all the nudes. So (laughs) at least they got that going. Oh, also when Mateo and Gordon on season one won their date and they got to go on a boat, one of their like hats or something went in the water and they had to go in and get it. They always got really good dates, Mateo and Gordon. Uh, Nate and I want a date, and we had to massage each other on the ground, but I digress. <laughs> Next, uh, we meet the daddies, and let me just say the first, right out the gate, Sal, Big Sal, sexy as fuck. Sexy, sexy. Um, he's from New York. He's got Wall Street money. They call him Big Sal. I think it's because of his biceps, maybe something else. I would love to find out. Uh, <laughs> if I was a himbo, I would want him to pick me or i would want to pick him he is sexy as hell 
Uh, then we get Jimmy that comes out next. Jimmy is from Chicago. That's where I live now. We have not met yet. Maybe I'll meet him soon. Is uh, Ginger. He comes out in the, in the sun with that ginger skin, and he's very brave for doing so. <laughs> but he says he's there looking for love, and we'll see how that turns out for him. Um, who comes out next? Nigel comes out next. Nigel has such positive energy. He seems really excited to be there, super duper happy. He says that uh, he's also a YouTuber, though, which is kind of red flagish for for me. It would be somebody who, as I'm content creating, I didn't used to before. <laughs> uh, someone who's on there as a content creator does give you a little bit. As someone who's trying to date them, would make you think, "Shit, is he really here for to date me, or is he here because he wants more publicity and stuff?" But I mean, both can be true at the same time. I think. And uh, last, but no, actually not. There's two left. Who's left? Hold on, let me check my notes. Oh, Luders. How could I forget Luders? Who's sexy as hell. And he says he's 42 years old. I need to know what kind of skin regimen he's doing, who his doctor is, how much Botox he's getting. He is, he is sexy as hell. And uh, last, but not least at all, is Kane. He's from Australia. He's got that beautiful Australian accent. But I don't know if a lot of you guys know this about me. I have uh, an intense fear of kangaroos. People think I'm kidding when I say it. I don't want to go to Australia. I don't want to ever run into a kangaroo. Do you know there's such a thing as tree kangaroos? They live in trees and they can jump. Those, Anyways, enough about those alien rats that are going to take over the world. More about Kane. He is sexy as hell. He's ripped. He's very, very cute. And... Uh, I genuinely feel like he's really there looking for love. I don't know, there's just this vibe I get off of him. I love the tattoos, love his body. And I mean, so far this cast, amazing. Loving it. Of course, my favorite uh, is Daniel so far, just because I think he's going to be the breakout star. I'm not even thinking about the fact that he's finding love or who he's matched with. All I know is I want to listen to every word that he says. If I had to pick, if I was a daddy and I had to pick a himbo... I would pick Rico. Uh, I think that if him and I, I would have had the most like uh, to match with him maybe, but I guess I wouldn't have been able to pick. I would have been blindfolded. So I would have hoped that he picked me. Um, If I had to pick a daddy, which by the way, I wanted to do on my season, I would, I had a crush on Gordon. I would have picked Gordon (laughs) hands down. Um, If I had to pick a daddy from everyone that was out there, um, Sal or Kane, uh, I think they're both sexy as hell. So I probably, if I were a himbo, which I mean, come on, I should be a himbo. Who cares if I'm 38? I should be a himbo, right? But that's our cast so far. And um, they're about to get paired up. So what ends up happening is Stormy comes out and she tells them that the daddies are going to be blindfolded. And I mean, the himbos are going to be blindfolded and they're going to have to go up and feel from the line of daddies to pick which one they want, which I think is hilarious. And all the daddies get to say is, I'm your daddy. And they make fun of me thinking my voice was fake. All these girls drop their, I'm your daddy. They all, (laughs) they all drop their voices. But I thought that was a really cool way to pick on my season. We had to uh, give like items for people to choose from. So the himbos chose blindly, basically both, (laughs) both seasons so far. But uh, I thought it was a really cool way to actually get to like touch and feel somebody and see if you can feel a vibe. Because I mean, for me, I, the first thing I thought wasn't like feeling their bodies to see like who's 
you know, my first thing was touching, just touching and hugging somebody. You can get like a vibe off of them, a smell off of them or something like that. Like, what if I pick somebody and they smell stinky? Some people like that, not me, but they end up getting to pick uh, their dates by being blindfolded and going up and hugging each daddy. And the way they did it was hilarious, I think. I'm just checking my notes. This production value will get much better, I promise. <laughs> so it ends up being um, Aaron picks Sal, and he was up first to pick. Next up to pick was uh, Nick. Nick ends up picking Kane. Rico goes next. Rico very excitedly picks Nigel. I thought that was really cute. Uh, Daniel's up next. Everything he does is hilarious. He goes and he picks... Oh, my little microphone condom fell off. Uh, he goes next... And uh, he picks looters and uh, pretty much jumps all over him. And then last, uh, Keith and Jimmy get paired together, sort of by default. But you never know. That might be the good luck on their end, and it might end up working out for them. But they end up going on little dates together to kind of get to know each other a little bit more. And first date up is Keith and Jimmy. Um, they were the last pick. I thought it was uh, cute how Keith went down to feel his feet to see how big his feet were. I don't know if that's because he's a size queen or if he's a foot fetish or both. Why not both? Both can be true. Um, then he, they ask each other a question when they're sitting there. And I thought it was kind of a weird question when Jimmy had asked, like, how often do you do your laundry? And I was like, that's kind of weird. But there's a lot of, I guess, a lot to unpack in that. Um, maybe one to find out if he was a clean person or if he was somebody that maybe didn't do their own laundry or had somebody else do it or something. And then uh, Keith comes back and asks, uh, do you pay rent or pay a mortgage? Which again, that's a weird question too, because it's kind of like, it's almost like asking how much money you got in the bank or what's your credit score type of thing. Cause uh, it felt that felt a little superficial to me. Um, but also, I don't know why they were asking these either ors. Uh, it, it's going back to when T Tokyo asked Gordon, Nikki or Cardi. That one was fun, though, and I picked Megan the Stallion. Neither of those other two. I picked Left Eye, honestly, if I'm being being true. But they end up chatting, and uh, he the date seems to be going all right, I guess, as far as dates go. And and he's like, "Oh, do you want to see me later?" And he says, "No." And he's like, "That's what I was thinking." But they were being sarcastic. But it didn't feel it. It felt a little weird. And then they shared a kiss at one point, and they did like an eyes open kiss. Again, kind of weird, but. I don't know. They got picked last by default. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't work. Maybe they're just not vibing. But they kissed at the end, so I guess we'll see. Next date up was Aaron and Sal. And um, Aaron, I think, kind of picked based on energy, like how I was saying before. I think that he was trying to pick somebody who he like felt their vibe off of them or something, because he seems a little bit like, you know, hippie-ish a little Aaron, I guess. And um, then they sit there. Uh, they go in the pool. They get into the pool. And they're talking about, uh, they, they ask what was the first concert that you've got or last time live music that you've seen. And Sal says how he was a deadhead and for likes the Grateful Dead. And then Aaron says Spice Girls. So I would love to see the dead with the Spice Girls on tour. I'd go see it. Sounds fantastic. But I like how they're asking these, uh, almost like, it's almost like they, that icebreaker card game. Like they each picked a card out of the icebreaker card game to ask each other. But whenever Aaron was like, Spice Girls, Sal was like, what? <laughs> and honestly, when was the, when were the Spice Girls last on tour? Did they, did they, did, does it even count as a tour if Ginger's not there? And does Posh even do it? I have, let's do another podcast just about the Spice Girls, I guess. <laughs> Next date up is Rico and Nigel. 
And uh, I love this one because clearly they're into each other physically. And they can't wait to just be all over each other in the pool, which I thought was really cute. And he, the way that, that Rico even picked was just by feeling his butt and feeling if he had any body hair and stuff. And he knows his type, and that's what he wants. And honestly, like, if you know what it is that you want, why waste your time on something else? But on the flip side of that, it's like, if you only ever go with this one thing and you're on a dating show because nothing has worked so far, maybe try something different. See if that works. But I don't know. Some people have their types and they know their types, but they definitely have a connection. They can't, they want to hook up in that pool right there. And then, but then the YouTube thing comes up and, uh, Rico and his talking head and his confessional says like, uh, you do YouTube, but you're like grown. But I mean, I, there's so much money in, in this stuff, <laughs> doing podcasts and YouTube and everything. If you're making a bunch of money doing it, it's a job's a job, right? I mean, I've had plenty of people say that what I do isn't real work, but I'm here doing God's work today for you guys. So God bless. Um, and by God, I mean, Beyonce, but they start talking about kinks that they're into. And this is where I really perked up and I was like, Hmm, I like this. He straight up is like, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta spit in, in and on each other, choke me out. I'm like, fuck yes, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for that, how blunt and forward he is. And the fact, the fact that Rico looks so like happy go lucky and positive energy. And then meanwhile, he's like, I'm gonna choke you out and spit in your mouth and you're gonna say thank you. I'm like, wait, are you the daddy? Because <laughs> I think they maybe they should switch their roles back. Because I think Rico might be the daddy and Nigel might be the himbo. Because I don't think that age, sets whether you are i think it's all mindset i know some 50 year old himbos so i'm not saying that he's i don't think no nigel's not 50 if he is he looks great for 50 not saying that people that are 50 look never mind i'm gonna stop there next date up daniel and looters and i love this again it's that voice the voice it's so good it's so so good and they're in the pool and they're talking and it seems I don't know. It seems kind of like, you know, the acting at the beginning of a porn before they fuck. It was like that. Their conversation felt like that, like that to me. And he was just sitting there and, and Daniel's all like shy like this. And he's like, you want to give me a kiss? And it's, <laughs> it's so good. And then he does, but then he's like, that's my baby. But it's like, you just met. It seems like Luders is coming on really strong. Um, maybe he doesn't know how to act in this in this environment and on a reality show, but it seems like a little bit too much in the beginning, in my opinion. I don't know. Some people like that. Some people like the take control thing or whatever, but they end up, again, kissing. And I think, have they all, each date has ended with a kiss, right? Keith and Jimmy kissed. Sal and Aaron kissed. Rico and Nigel definitely kissed. I think they had full-on sex in the pool. Daniel and Luders kissed. But I feel like Daniel and Luders is kind of more surfacey, and it seems a little controlling, but we'll see how that goes. And then last up, it's Nick and Kane. Sounds like a, like a Bible. Nick and Kane. Um, they end up uh, <laughs> talking about accents uh, for a minute, and he, uh, Nick says that anyone with an accent it adds points. Like if you're a four, you're an eight, or whatever he said. And Kane's like, what am I, four? And I get what Nick was trying to say. Like in general, they make you hot or not like that you aren't hot and it makes you hot. But I like the, I like how quick witted Kane was with like, wait a minute. And he wasn't angry, angry, obviously it was just like fun little banter. And I thought that was really cute. And again, I like, I, I like, I think Nick's voice is really sexy. Um, I could listen to him talk. 
even if what he says makes no sense, like the menage a trois thing <laughs> and stuff. But I mean, I could listen to him talk forever. I think he has a really sexy voice and he looks great. I think that Nick and Kane might have a good connection. Um, Sal and Aaron, I don't know. Uh, Rico and Nigel, I think currently right now as I'm recording this, we're still having sex in the pool. Uh, Daniel and Luders is a little eh. And Keith and Jimmy, same thing. So maybe a little shakeup might help him out. You know how uh, Dilf Mansion works. There's people coming and going all the time. And to speak on that too for a sec, I see a lot of people in the comments say things like, it's not fair for people who come in later. And uh, there was one guy on my season, I forget his name, he was there for like 25 minutes. But the whole thing was, oh, it was rigged for him. It was rigged and, and it wasn't fair. It's like his, his energy was trash. He didn't want to be there. He went into us. You went into him. Goodbye. Because people came in late on my season. I mean, Josh and Charles would have been in the finale if, if they hadn't you know, decided that they didn't want to do it together, which you saw play out in the episode. And like they were both late comers and stuff like that, too. It's like it does depend on connection because just Nate and I had a connection. Gordon and Mateo had a connection. And that just happened. By, by chance like I think that if I came in later I still would have had that connection with Nate if I got a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one with him and I think the same goes for Gordon and Mateo too so it doesn't matter when you come in if you don't have a connection with somebody you don't have a connection with them I'm not just going to go with somebody just because we walk, we were in the house on the first day and they picked me it just so happened to go that way for me uh, so I don't think coming in late's a bad thing I think if anything it's a good thing because someone might be in that house like damn it I'm not feeling anybody or this ain't really working out or uh, this isn't what I thought I wanted. And so I think that the format does work. And I think anybody who says otherwise is a spoiled sport. Now, anyways, they go to, uh, to up to the rooms and this is what I was talking about earlier. So let me make sure you hear me on this one. They go into the rooms with the daddies and it's the same room that I was in. And it's all those beds and all those grown men in that room together. And it's fun in a way like summer camp, but it's not fun in a way like we're all grown men sharing a bathroom and snoring at night. Anyhow, they're all in the room talking, and when they get in there, the other daddies say to Jimmy, they're like, oh, you kept the date going. And they, were, they had footage of them actually making out in the elevator. I took the elevator once when I moved in, and it scared the hell out of me, so I didn't take the elevator again. But they were making out in that elevator, and I will say people who connect like that on the first day like that, not just the kiss outside... They might actually have a chance. So even though what you thought you saw and I saw on the date was kind of like meh, there might be more to it because I know that on the first day, me and Nate, we were <laughs> we were connecting on the first day too. And hey, maybe it'll end up working out for them. Maybe they'll be in the finale. Who knows? Uh, then Sal is talking about how he's had a really tough time with his love life. He's been single for the past ten years and. He had some really good long relationships that unfortunately ended. And I feel like he reminds me a lot of how Alex was on my season and he has some walls up and you could just tell he starts talking about it and he's just instantly emotional. And I know that feeling that like the feeling of like trying so hard or being with somebody and having that love and having it just be gone is hard. It's heartbreaking, but you don't know, you don't know how, how bad it really is when you're, when you're, feeling that way inside because you can have money and have everything and you miss you know having companionship and it's something that you can't get from friends or family it's like you know so I feel for him very very much and it was one of the reasons that I went on too I felt like is anyone ever going to want to be with me do I deserve anybody like stuff like that so I really 
now I'm going to get the fucking, don't cry on your own podcast. Jesus Christ. So I like, I feel for him and God damn it. Why do I still cry all the time? Fucking for the love of Dilfs. I never cried like this. And well, no, that's a lie. I would get drunk and cry a lot, but I cry. I get all emotional since the show. So I get what he's saying though. Um, about that. And I really hope he does let his guard down because everyone deserves love except for like two or three people on the planet. But that'll be a different podcast too. That'll be on the Spice Girls podcast. So then they go from the daddy's room into the himbo's room and they have the same room as last year too. And funny enough, the himbo room is actually a little bit bigger than the daddy room, I think. And they have a nicer bathroom for sure. Um, not fair. I wanted that one. But uh, the himbos are chatting and then Nick and Aaron kind of get into a little bit of a fight. And here's the gagger. Nick and Aaron get into that little bit of a confrontation and Nick is on Tony Canoli's old bed and Aaron is on Tokyo's old bed. And you, as you know, they were arguing too. So I'm like, maybe those two beds are bad luck. Whoever sits on those two beds, they're going to fight. Um, but I thought that, that was crazy. I was like, wait a minute. I feel like I've seen this before and they were sitting in the same bed. So that was crazy, but it seems like more not, it's not as deep. They're just kind of like, that's my man, stay away. Well, what if I want to take him on a date type of thing? And again, it's day one, so I'm sure they're not that serious. If this was like, you know, deeper into it, it might get a little more. But you can tell they're being, he just being like, eh, don't step on my turf. And he's like, maybe I will. So I don't know. Maybe they'll be the two button heads all season, um, but we'll see. And then they asked uh, Daniel, like, what was going on? They, like, had heard something. And then it flashes back to this footage of, like, Daniel and Luders, and they're talking about uh, Luders is like, I want you to wear these matching PJs because I got them. And again, that does feel controlling. It's like, you're mine, wear this. Like, I can see how that comes across, but I can also see the other side of it where he's like, hey, I got, I, this is something that I've thought out. Like, if I meet someone I like, I want to, th this is like a cute gesture. We can like match, be matchy matchy. So you can see it from two different ways, depending on how your relationships have been and how your just life experience has been. If you, if, if I get you something that matches me and I'm like, here, why don't we wear this together? It'll be cute. It matches. If, if I've been controlled before or been in a manipulative relationship, I might see that as like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you don't get to control me. But on the flip side, you might be like, oh, that's really, that's really cute. It just, I guess, depends on where your mind is at and where you're coming from. And if you have a, your guard up for something. So I totally see both sides of what's going on there. It is a little strange, um, but whatever. I mean, they're silk. Take them. It's free. Wear them, you know? Uh, then they all go downstairs. They're in the living room. That big blue couch is still there that I stained with my makeup from covering my tattoos. And Stormy comes out, and her boobs are, like, up to here. And she's got the pink frill on. And then I didn't really understand anything else going on because I was just staring at her giant boobs. She looks great. Good for you, Stormy. Um, they end up uh, sitting there, and Stormy has a twist, as usual, because she's the twistiest twister ever. And she says, there's another daddy coming into the house. And I know this feeling all too well. Um, it's just like, fuck, man. Especially if you think that you've got something with somebody, but it's so new that if someone else comes in, they can just take them. So Anthony comes walking in. And bitch, let me tell you, if I was in that house and I saw Anthony walking, I'd be like, well, there it goes. He's taking whoever I'm with. He is hot as hell. 
he is a daddy. It, literally, he has a, a daughter, as the twins will say. And uh, he was in the Navy. He's got tattoos. Like, man, he is very, very good looking. Very, very good looking. Mwah. Um, and then the next to come in is another himbo. And here's where the even twistier twists get twistier from Stormy. Derek comes in, and Derek is Daniel's identical twin. And if you thought for one second that I wasn't going to stand both of those twins to the end of time, you've lost your mind. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> Them in the, in the confessional together, it's like talking into a mirror to yourself. It's so good. I want an entire series of just them reading a menu from Cheesecake Factory. I don't care. It's so good. Anyways, so there's twins in the house, which can be kind of weird because it's like you're looking for love, but with like your brother. But I guess identical twins do everything together. Not like that. They do everything together too. So it's like as long as they're not sharing a guy, but who knows? Maybe that might happen. So um, Anthony gets to pick one of the himbos to go on a date with, and Derek gets to pick one of the daddies. Then it gets twistier on the twists. Anthony picks Derek, who is the new himbo in the in the house, right off the bat, and they only they pick each other from photos at the show outside. So Anthony picks Derek. Derek picks Kane. So now it's only three of them, and they're going on a three way date. And the odds of that happening, I thought, were great. I thought I'm like, this is going to be really cool. But I feel like Kane's already connected with Nick. I don't think that Kane that Derek is Kane's type. I do think that Anthony and Derek would match together. I think that Daniel and Anthony might match together too. I wonder if the brothers are going to fight. The girls are fighting over a boy. but uh, So they go on the three-way date. It's a little bit awkward. So Kane's realizing that Anthony and Derek are vibing. They don't, he doesn't need to be there. So he gets up and goes back over to Nick, who he was originally matched with, and they're sitting on the couch chatting, and they're like, oh, glad to be back together. And then over comes Aaron, gay Jesus himself, comes skating over. And he's asked to sit between them, which it's giving Phoenix vibes from season one. I love it. It's like, mind if I sit between the two of you who are currently on top of each other? Like, of course I mind, but he still does anyways. And I think it's funny. I like that he's pushing his buttons. I I'm, I'm here for it. A few of the couples go into the kitchen to chat and they're all saying, oh, I want to be here for love. And I think I got something locked and, and I think we're pretty good. And then Rico says, you didn't watch season one? You didn't see the first season? And what he meant by that, which I'm not, I mean, I've watched a show before I went on. I think they were, that he was referring to when me and Nate were locked in and then Charles came in and took Nate and it was a whole like, what the hell just happened? So I think that's what he was referring to. And then he also brings up that he wanted to talk to Nigel about some red flags and it was the, the YouTube thing. And he asked, like I was saying earlier, he had asked like, is this, are you here for that? For real? Are you here for love? Are you here for me? Um, I think both can be true. Uh, I don't think he's putting it on. I think that is just his personality. I think you can be a content creator and a doctor. You can be a content creator, a dog walker. You could walk me if you'd like, Rico. You can do all, <laughs> whatever you'd like to me. But, I mean, you got to bring it up. you got to ask, you know. it's and There were some times on my season where I was like, these people aren't here to find love. They saw a casting call. They want to be on TV. And you know, sometimes that is true. And sometimes both things can be true. And sometimes maybe he went on there thinking, oh, this will be good for my channel. And he actually really likes this guy, but we'll see how that unfolds. And then it goes back to Daniel and Luders about the goddamn pajamas again. And at this point, it's like, go put them on, throw them in the fire. I don't give a shit. But he starts really pushing them. And I'm like, 
he already said he doesn't want to wear them or he'll think about it. And then he's like, will you wear them later? But like, will you wear them if I ask you to wear them tomorrow? Will you wear them uh, over here? Will you wear, like, at that point, leave it alone. If someone says no to something and then you ask again to see, oh, maybe here or something, and they say, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Give them to somebody else. Send them to me. I will, I, I will my, uh, my PO box is in the link. I will take the PJs. I will wear them gladly. Um, and I, it just seems at that point now that I don't think that they're going to be a match because he's so far gone from feeling like pressured into having to wear them. And looters is like, I don't understand why you won't take the gift. Like, I think that they're just not on the same like wavelength. I think that he's trying to be nice and give a gift. And then, uh, Daniel's thinking you're controlling me. So I think they either need to talk it out and explain where they're coming from, but I don't think that that's going to work. So then they're all back in the living room and they're getting ready for bed in their PJs, none of which anyone has given to each other, by the way. And um, they play spin the bottle. And this is the weirdest game of spin the bottle ever. They spin the bottle once. It lands on Keese and Stormy asks, who do you think should go home tonight? And I thought they were going to have to like kiss or do a dare or do a couple more spins, but mm -mm, right to the drama. And Keese says looters because of the fight that they got into and he thinks that he's possessive and stuff. And if they're already fighting already day one, it's, you know, don't do what I do and stay in a relationship fighting forever. It's obviously not going to work. And the, and the red flags are right there for them. But uh, he says looters and then Stormy goes, you know what I'm going to do about that? And I swear to God, they were going to just eliminate him off of one person's vote, but she says nothing and she goes to bed and that's the end of the episode. But I am so thrilled to be watching this as an outsider and not being there. Um, although I was in the first five seconds of the episode. So hooray for me. I get an episode credit. So, <laughs> so I am very excited. I think the cast is great. Um, I'm going to be reviewing this every week. Every Tuesday, I'll drop an episode of the a recap of the episode from the week before. But I'm also going to be dropping episodes just of um, my life, regular pop culture. I'm going to have some guests on, um, do the damn thing. So this won't strictly just be uh, a recap pod. I might end up recapping season one. Maybe I'll try to recap with some of the castmates from that season. We'll see how that goes. If you have any suggestions or anything you'd like to see, hear me talk about, go over, people you'd like to have on, um, I think Oprah will probably do it. I'll shoot her a text. But uh, leave it down in the comments below. Please share this. Uh, it's really hard to get a podcast started. It took me a long time. I'm going to work on getting the sound and the production better. And um, thank you so, so much for tuning in to my first episode of Up All Night. My name is Bobby Knight. Please follow me on social media. I am Bobby underscore underscore Knight on Instagram and Bobby Knight triple X on Twitter if you want to see me with no clothes on. Thanks.